return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Praise God. Who is excited to be here today? Praise God. Hallelujah. I just want us to lift up our hands and worship the King of Glory. Just exalt the Lord this evening. Just tell Him, appreciate Him for His goodness in your life. Oh, the Lord is good. The Bible said, taste and see that the Lord is good. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. If you can speak the language of the Spirit, just go ahead and do that tonight. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father. I exalt Sweet Holy Spirit of God for your presence with us today. We worship you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 
So I'm going to need you tonight. So you can just stay there for me. Okay. And um, I want us to be. Do you have? Do what? Do you have what I'm, I asked for? Ready? Okay. I want us to pray for the United States today. And um, what I'm teaching today is our responsibility in prayer as God's people. You know, the Bible says. Maybe before I come to that, to that, the Bible says in First Peter chapter one, but First Peter chapter two, verse nine. Uh, if you can get that, and I would like to throw some, like talk about some few things, and then we'll pray. So it says, "For we are, you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood." Now God says that you are a king and a priest. Praise God, and He's talking to His children. He said, "You are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of Him." Who had called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Now, I want you to note the fact that he says you are a royal priesthood. What that means is that you are a king and you are a priest. Every believer, every child of God, you may not be a pastor, but you are called to the priesthood ministry. And the responsibility or the job of a priest is number one, we offer sacrifices of praises to God, right? And then we pray. Your responsibility as a Christian in prayer, in praying for your nation, praying for your city, praying for other believers is super important. That's what God expects us to do. Hallelujah. And if you have Revelations chapter 1 verse 5 and 6, just to stress a little bit on that, is that, and from Jesus Christ who is a faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. And had, now I want you to see that, and had made us kings and priests unto God his Father. Praise God. So you've been made a king, you've been made a priest unto God. As a king, you reign in the name of Jesus. And as a priest, you intercede for your nation, you intercede for other believers, you pray for other believers, you pray for your country and everything that concerns you, and God expects us to do that. It's our job to pray for our nation. Do you know that we can change the happenings in our society? We are given the power of God to change what is happening in our society that we don't like. More especially, causing things to comply with God's plans and design. You know, who know do you know that God has a plan for your country? God has a plan for your life. He has a plan for your family. But do you know that God's plan sometimes doesn't come to pass? Most times. The reason is God needs us to cooperate with him. God, God can say a lot of big things or good things about your life, but it doesn't mean it's going to come to pass. You have a job to do. You have to cooperate with God. And, and one, of, one of the things that God requires of us to do is to be praying Christians. Jesus says, watch and be quiet. He says, watch and pray. In other, words, in other words, you look at your society, you look at the happenings around you, and it's time to pray. For instance, when things are happening in the country, I don't know, I've been listening to things going on in the country, a lot of violence everywhere, people shooting people everywhere. As a Christian, when you hear that, what are you supposed to do? Are you just supposed to sit down and say, hmm, there's a lot of wicked people in this world. No, it is time to pray. 
Because your prayers could change things. Have you noticed that the U.S. is faced with problems no politician can solve? If you've not discovered that, you need to wake up. The problems of the United States cannot be solved by the politicians. They could try, they can, certainly they can do some things. But the church of Jesus Christ is given the responsibility to be the agent of change. We are the light of the world. And our prayers are effective. And let's, let's go back, let's go to uh, James chapter 1. Now James chapter 5, the verse, um, I'm looking at my scriptures right now. Thank you, Jesus. James chapter 5, verse 16 to 18. It says, confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that ye may be healed. Look at that. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availed much. Do you have this scripture from the, uh, the, uh, the Amplified Translation? And then he says, Elijah, for Elias here, was a man subject to like passions as we are. And he prayed earnestly. I want you to see that. He prayed fervently that it might not rain. And it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. I read this some time ago. I'm like, Lord Jesus, are you serious? There was a man who prayed, who, who prayed and, and that it, it should not rain. Oh, Lord. I don't know whether you've meditated on that. There was a man who prayed. He prayed to God that it might not rain for three and a half years. Oh, Lord Jesus. When I read that, I've read this many times. It tells that, and, and you see what James tells us, that Elijah was a man subject to like passions as we are. And I dare to say that we are way better than Elijah was. Because he was not born again. You are born again with the Holy Ghost in totality. Therefore your prayers are effective. So it means that you could change. You alone. God didn't say many righteous men ought to be praying. He says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man. Makes power available. It makes tremendous power available. Dynamic and it's working. Hallelujah. It means your prayers are operating. Your prayers are powerful. Don't ever think that you are powerless. Don't ever think that you can't make a change. You can change many things if you will pray. I like some one man say, if, it meant, if there's a man to pray, there's a God to answer. Praise God. So when things are happening in your family and you don't like it, especially when it's not consistent with God's word. For instance, why should you be concerned as a Christian when you hear of gun violence like all across the U.S.? Because the environment is not glorifying Jesus. It's not giving God glory. Now, I know, I know that nothing is going to, you are protected and shielded. But you've got to understand that you need a peaceful environment to preach the gospel. When the people who hear of things like that, people are being killed every day. If there's a God, why why is this happening? That's not glorifying God because He's a God of peace. He's a God of glory. He's a God of He wants everything. He wants people doing well. He wants things happening well for your society. So you know that who is behind that? Satan is behind that. So what are you supposed to do? We resist him. The Bible says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. 
We resist him in our prayers. We ring him. I told you, I began by telling you that we are kings and priests unto God. And I said, king, you reign in the name of Jesus. How do you reign? You reign with words. Kings have authority. When they speak, things happen because Jesus has given us his name. So we can say in our city, we proclaim the peace of God in our city. We rebuke the activities of Satan. We rebuke the activity of the devil in our environment. We declare that this, this place is saturated with the angels of God. We declare that the righteousness of God is manifested in this city. You can do that. Don't wait. It, that, that's a particular kind of, of, of thing I've been thinking about. Sometimes Christians get, we get so comfortable when things are good with us. Uh, good, good, good things are happening around us. God wants us to be concerned enough. You have to be concerned. When you, I'm, being concerned and being worried are different things, okay? Understand that. Be concerned enough to pray. Be concerned enough to ask God for a change. In, in, in whatever concerns you, you have a child, you have a daughter who is going in the wrong direction. The, pray, the kind of prayer I'm talking to you about, look at, can we read that together? I want you to understand that that prayer is different from just, oh God, I just, I pray for my neighbor. I pray for uh, wicked things happening, oh God, I pray. No, that will not get the job done. It is a prayer, you stay with it. You, you don't get tired of praying. You, you, you pray and pray, and that's why speaking in tongues is very important. You speak in tongues, you speak in tongues. And you prophesy. You declare the word of God with the, with the power of God. And your words are powerful. Praise God. Let's, let's read that together. It says, confess. Can we read that? Help me to read that today. One to go. Confess to one another, therefore your faults, your sleeps, your false steps, your offenses, your sins. And pray also for one another that you may be healed and restored to a spiritual tone of mind and heart. Look at that. Read that curve carefully. Let's go. The earnest, heartfelt, continued. You don't give up. I found out. Listen, and I'm praying to pass around that we can we can make ch- uh, prayer as part of the church, because I believe that the first place people learn how to pray is the house of God. It should be part of the service. We should spend time to pray in the house of God. Because just like we teach the word of God, you can't teach people prayer until you pray. The best way people learn how to pray is when they pray. When they see the pastor praying, the praying pastor will produce a praying congregation. A happy pastor will produce happy members. So when we become praying people in the house of God, people go to the house and they know how to pray. Because they've been taught the culture of praying in the house of God. I'm, I'm, this is this has really been on my heart. It's, it's been on my heart because I, I noticed that we don't pray that much, and I can't be sure that people even know how to pray when they get home because they don't pray in the house of God. And 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 I believe that this is why God brought me here. That things we can learn from each other. So we got to pray. He says, heartfelt, continually. You don't give up. You pray and pray and pray and pray for your city. Because you want the environment to radiate. You want the environment to glorify God. You want, because now people, in Ghana, for instance, in Africa, you can walk to somebody's house and share the gospel with them. But you can't do that here. 
You can't knock on someone and say, hey, hey, hey. They might call the police on you if they don't, if they don't shoot you. <laughs> some, some might do that. And I often wondered, how did the United States get here? How did we ever get to this place? What was the church doing? Because we're supposed to be watching. You're supposed to be watching and praying. You're watching the spirit. You look, you look at your environment. It's because the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost can prompt you to pray and correct things in your city. Even your children, the Holy Ghost can say, pay attention to this child. Pay attention. Pay attention in prayer. Be, be, don't be tired to pray. I tell you what prayer has done for me. I'm telling you. Without prayers, I will not be here. So I believe, if the, listen, to think about the fact that you're talking to the great God of glory. The God who is greater than all. Listen, when, when I'm praying, I'm excited because I know that my prayers are powerful. I know that God will answer. He says, call, up, call unto me, call upon me in the day of trouble and I'll hear you. I will answer you and you shall glorify me. God wants to hear and answer Praise God. He said the earnest, heartfelt, heartfelt continual prayer of a righteous man. One righteous man. It doesn't mean many men. It doesn't have to be, You don't have to be concerned. What if nobody's praying in my city. God says you the, the only person you can make the change. Did he say many righteous men? It's better if all, all of us are praying. But God says even one person can make a change. Praise God. And he says, Elijah was just a man like you. Look at that. I'm not saying that. It's in there. Elijah was just a human being with a nature such as we have. With feelings, affections, and constitution like ours. And he prayed. Look at, look at the kind of prayer. He said, he prayed earnestly. It is a God. Oh, no, man. It's not going to rain today. Thank you, Jesus. No. He, he, he was at it. He prayed. It was heartfelt. It was from his heart. This kind of prayer affects your emotions. You're crying. How many of you have cried for your sin? There are Christians who have never cried in prayer. I'm not talking about feeling sorry for yourself and you crying. No. You're crying because you want things to change. You want things to happen. For instance, you have a son or a daughter who doesn't know God. They were, in, they were, they were raised in the things of God. And now they've strayed in a different direction. You have to weep and cry. Because you know in prayer, you know that if this son, this daughter dies, they're going to hell. You can just keep quiet. No, 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 no. You can't keep quiet. You will cry. You will pray and cry. In the name of Jesus. You prophesy. You are changing in the mighty name of Jesus. The veil of darkness over your eyes is lifted. I rebuke the forces of, of the devil. Everything holding you captive. I, I stop it in Jesus' name. Because that's intercession. You're praying. You're praying. You're not giving up until you see a change. If there's no change, case adjourned, we'll come back tomorrow. I remember I heard of a story of a man who was praying for his friend to be born again. And he prayed for years. He prayed for 50 years for his friend to be born again. And finally, before the guy died, he gave his life to Jesus. That's a good friend. Because, for instance, I've all often wondered, if you really believe that someone who doesn't know Jesus, when they die, they go to hell, 
You can't just be, you can't just relate with them and, and just be fine. I mean, you can be nice to them, and, but you got to be crying in your, on your knees. You shut your door and, and you pray because you know that where they're going is not good. And you know a God who can change things. Praise God. Praise God. So, I've really had this on my heart for years. Even coming here. My greatest, my greatest burden is to get the church in America to pray. Very important. This is the message I've been waiting to preach for years. Because we don't pray that much. And if you pray, you understand how important prayer is. Okay? So we are a chosen generation. You are a priest to God. And your job as a priest is to, is to pray. I remember Samuel, the prophet said, he said, he, said it's a, it's, he considered it a sin not to even pray for God's people. As a pastor, isn't, being a pastor is, is beyond preaching. Because preaching is just the lesser part of being a pastor. You're watching over the souls of men. Whilst everybody is sleeping, you can't sleep sometimes. Because you look at the members of the congregation, and there's a particular thing going in their lives. And as a pastor, you want to see a change. You'll be praying and praying and praying and praying for them. Praise God. So I want you to put the map of the U.S. Put the map of the U.S. on the screen. And I want you to stretch forth our hands and pray for this country. Now, why do we need to do that? It's just a point of contact, right? To remember, these are, this, is, this is actually a real place. It's your country, right? Mention the states. Mention, mention the cities that come to mind. Pray. Stop the evil, the violence, and, and the killings, and the gun violence. It can, we can address that in the name of Jesus. Don't think that a politician can solve the problem. No, we deal with things from the realms of the spirit first. The reason why somebody takes a gun to go shoot another person is because he doesn't know Jesus. Because if you know Jesus, your heart is full of love. And I, that's what I'm saying that we need to pray because we want the environment to be conducive for the spread of the gospel. An environment like this is not glorifying Jesus. No. Jesus said, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. There's peace in heaven. There's no hate in heaven. There's love in heaven. The look with love of God. That, that someone said, if you get to heaven, you'd never want to come back here because the love of God is so evident. It's, it's a place full of glory. It's a place full of God's love. And Jesus says, pray that the will of God be done in earth as it is in heaven. And if it were not possible, Jesus would not tell us to do that. So prayer has to become part of the, con- it has to become part of the service. We come to church, we pray. Until we do that. We can't change our society. And people wonder what is different about you as a Christian. If you are different, if we are the light of the world, we have a God who answers prayer. We have a God who can change any impossible situation. Why do we act like we don't have that? that oh, no, 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 no. We got to change. We've got to change. We've got to change something about this nation. So I want you to pray. 
You could just pray, uh, pray. I want you to pray right now. Just stretch forth your hand wherever you are. Even if you're watching online, pray for this country. Pray for the peace of this nation. Pray, pray that the, the righteousness of God be manifested in this nation. Pray that, pray that the, 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 there's, a, there's an increase of the works of righteousness. See, that the church of Jesus will gain the mastery and influence affecting every aspect of society. Pray. Pray for people, men and women. And that brings me to the other verse of scripture that First uh, Timothy chapter 2, the verse 1, he says, uh, Peter says, I exhort therefore that first of all supplications, look at that, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. That's an instruction of the Spirit. That's what God wants us to do. And when we are not doing that, that's a, that's a problem. Because this is what God wants us to do. I exhort you therefore that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. For kings and for all in authority. That Look at the result that we may lead a quiet and peaceful life in all godliness and honesty. God is saying if you don't do that, you can't live a, a quiet life. Because there will be trouble in your society. There will be trouble in your nation because you are not doing the word. We need to pray. We need to wake up. You need to wake up in the night and pray for your nation. Pray for your children. Pray for a change to happen. We can just keep quiet and evil prevailing in the society. No. We are here for, to change. To change the world. Pray. Pray that there's a change. Come on. Let's everybody just, if you can stand, stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. If you can pray, pray in the spirit. Pray in the understanding. Pray for this country. Pray. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, Isaiah 60 verse 1 says, Arise and shine. Yes, for your, for light, your light has is come. come. People, if not us, who? Yes. Who's going to do the praying? Yes. If it isn't those that God has anointed yes. to do that. I just want to sing a little song that goes yeah. with that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Arise and shine. For your light has come. Arise and shine. For your light has come. Go ahead and pray, everybody. Pray, pray, pray. God says, My house shall be called the house of prayer. Declare peace in the U.S. Declare that the righteousness of God reigns in every state. Mention the names of the state. Mention in South Dakota, in the name of Jesus, in the state, in all the states of this 
country in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We rebuke the forces of darkness and the activities of Satan. We rebuke every form of violence in the name of Jesus. We declare that the peace of God, the love of God, is manifested in the hearts of men and women in this nation in the name of Jesus. We declare the peace of God. We declare that the angels of God are released to maintain peace in the name of Jesus. We thank you for salvation for men and women in this country in the name of Jesus. We thank you that the activities of the church, the activities of angels, the activities of righteousness are continually manifested in every home in the mighty name of Jesus. We declare that people will go out, they will go out and come back home in joy in the name of Jesus. We cast out the fear, the spirit of death and confusion in the name of Jesus. We, we offer the reign of righteousness, the reign of righteousness in this nation, in the mighty in the name of Jesus. Oh, Rabba Shakilele Bahashata. Oh, Rabba Shakilele Boshata. Oh, Gahaya. Lord, we reign. We reign. You've asked us. You've given us your name. To reign in your name. And we make, as kings, we make decrees. We decree and declare the righteousness of God in this nation. We declare the peace of God in this nation. We declare, hallelujah, that there's safety and preservation for life in the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we know that the nation, the people, the, the politicians do not have the answers. But we call upon you. Your word says, call upon me. Call upon me and I will hear you and answer you and ye shall glorify me. We declare the name of Jesus. We thank you for peace. We thank you for, for, for safety and preservation of life and property. We stop the, the gun violence, the killing, the murders in the name of Jesus. We declare, hallelujah, that the forces of evil are rebuked. We rebuke them. We cast them out. We subdue them. We suppress the activity in the name of Jesus. Lord, thank you that you've given us power. You've given us power to reign in your name. Oh, we make decrees of the Spirit. We make declarations of faith, declaring that your peace is in this country. We declare that the, the church is the most powerful force in this nation. We declare that we, as the light of this world, as the light of this nation, we say what we say will happen because you've given us the authority to change things that we do not want. We do not want the killings in this nation. We want your peace. And therefore we proclaim in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father. Oh, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for the activities of righteousness. Oh, this nation is filled with the righteousness of God. In every home, in every life. We thank you, Father. Lord, you said when we pray, you hear. And because you hear, you answer, you grant us the request that we ask. And you said we should pray for all men, for kings and those in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceful life in all godliness and honesty. We thank you, Father. We thank you. Oh, we give you praise. Oh, we worship you, Lord. We are not afraid, but we are doing what you've asked us to do. You asked us to pray. Because you want to answer, Lord. 
We do not pray in vain. We know that you hear us when we call. We bless your name, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You can take a seat. What we're doing is, it's me introducing you, telling you that we need to pray. And the spirit of prayer must go with you in your house. Don't be quiet. At times I cry. I, I tell people I've never cried because something happened to me. When I see my environment, Jesus is full of love. When I look at the nation and I, the love of God is not manifested, I'm like, Lord Jesus, you are so sweet. You are so sweet. Let, let me show you a scripture. David said that tears, he said, rivers of water run down my eyes because men keep not your law. Yeah. Can we look at that? Psalm 119. Benjamin, do I have that verse for you? Yeah, Psalm 119, verse 136. It says, streams of water run down my eyes because men do not keep your law. They hear it not, nor receive it. Love it or obey it. Are you moved that people don't know God? David, this was, this was the heart of David. No wonder God called him a man after his heart. You look at your nation and you cry. You cry in prayer to God. You know, think about it. Think about it. The people who are shot and, and, and different people who died. God is not, I mean, God loves people and wants people to live longer, right? But the really most important thing you've got to consider is where are they going? Because we've lost the opportunity to have witness to those individuals who didn't know God. And that ought to be a greater concern for you than the fact that the person just died. Even as, as terrible as that is, where are they going? That was not God's plan for them. God wanted them to live and hear the gospel and receive salvation. Now they've been denied the opportunity. They wake up in hell. But Jesus died for them. And that's why we've got to pray. That men will hear the gospel. That our environment will be peaceful for the gospel to be preached. God didn't call you to become a politician. He called you to be a Christian. Be a believer. Be a child of God. So I'm, I'm, I'm encouraging you. Pray in your house. Pray in your house. Don't just. I, I believe that most Americans have become numb to evil. They've, he, they've heard a lot about killings. They've heard a lot about people being murdered. And when they hear it, it's oh, it's just one of those stories. How did you get there? How did you get here? You should cry. You should cry. The fact that you don't cry, it's, it's, it tells you about your heart. You've become, you've become used to the evil of your society. When you know Jesus, if you know the heart of the Father, if you know the heart of Jesus, the heart of the Lord, you will not be comfortable with things like this. So we've got to pray. We've got to become a praying church. Become a praying, your, your children should know you're a praying person. Hallelujah, Jesus. My time is up, but I still love you. 
<laughs> and I know you love me more, ever so more, right? So, Father, we just thank you. We give you praise for staring in us the heart of prayer. To pray and concern about our nations and things around us. And to make changes. We just thank you. I, I pray over your week. Your week is blessed. I pray that you have a great week. Whatever you've been going through, the Lord is your strength. And the Lord is giving you wisdom. He's giving you the peace that surpasses all understanding. And I just pray for a miracle and a testimony for you this week. And as you go out, you're protected and shielded of God. And none of your steps shall slide. We bless your holy name, Heavenly Father, today. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Thank you for coming. And I didn't get to say thank you to Pastor Dave and Pastor Gina and Pastor Randon over here. God bless you for... And all of you who showed up tonight, I love you all. Have a great evening. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife at brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.